What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I'm Michael Alimo. I'm here with Julian Osius. What's poppin'? And we're creeping up on baseball, man. We're excited for this. Spring training is here. Yes, it is. It is here. It is in bloom. Uh, you know, sp- spring is almost actually here, uh, mm-hmm. season-wise, but it starts a little early for us. It's with, been an interesting offseason. A lot of big moves have gone around in the offseason. Mm-hmm. A lot of big names, a lot of money getting thrown, trash cans getting <laughs> unveiled and unmasked. Yes, sir. Like it's a Scooby-Doo episode. Uh, coaches being tossed. I, a few of them. <laughs> it's been a wild offseason. Probably like one of the more exciting ones in a long time. Yeah. Uh, whether it's good or not for the sport, who's to say? Hey, bad but, publicity is still good publicity. So that's what they try and tell you. <laughs> but you know, so we got we got some exciting stuff because baseball is around the corner. Yes, it and is. that is one of the sports that we here really really enjoy. Yes. So you know, we're both Yankee fans, so we're very excited for Let's this. Let's go, coming. baby, Bronx we're very, Bombers. Very excited for this coming season. Yeah. But just for baseball in general, especially with all the offseason moves and trades and free agency signings, the league is a different than it was Absolutely. three months ago. Absolutely. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah. It, 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 more than usual with the movement in this offseason, for and, big names especially. And not only with the names and people moving, we got some new rules too. Yes, we do. What, what we got? Well, to start it out, Usually, with baseball, you could just bring in like a little specialist on the mound, like a little lefty specialist. Lefty's up, you bring in a lefty. Yep. Righty's up, you bring in a righty. Well, no more of that. If you come into the game, you got to face three batters at the minimum before you can make a pitching swap. So, it's, it's interesting. It takes away a little bit of the strategy, but it also makes players a little more versatile where you can't just, okay, I can only get this type of player out no righties lefties everybody's on the board yeah i i'm really not exactly sure where i stand on this because i do love the fact that in baseball you have the ability you have extra bullpen guys Mm -hmm. specifically so that you can bring in your one guy really good against lefties or really good against like certain types of hitters Mm -hmm. and i like that aspect of it but i also do think that versatility is something that needs to be like really pushed in this game because if yeah. you want to push like star players usually closers are like the relievers mm-hmm. that you you think of because it doesn't matter who they're facing what part of the lineup if it's the end of the game they're going to be in and i like that mindset a lot better than specialist yeah just just for the fact of you don't really if you're if you're a specialist you see one batter a game so you're pitching like three times a week for yeah and then you're out 12 you're pitches and <laughs> You know, uh, it's really hard for a fan to kind of understand who you are as a player uh, from that limited amount of pitches. So I kind of like it. It also breeds, if if you're against it for the fact that it takes away strategy, it doesn't take away strategy. It just changes completely like the strategy on it. Because you have to make sure this is the guy that you want in. Yeah. Because if you bring him in, you're, you're screwed. Exactly. And... You know, if you bring in your lefty because there's two lefties up, you got to still worry about that third batter who is the righty. Exactly. And if that third righty is Mike Trout, <laughs> maybe you might not want to put in this guy. Exactly. Or, you know, it, it really does change the way this works. You got to have a lot of trust in your players. Or you might want to put in your lefty batter early so that when you get to Trout, you can put in a righty. Or, yep. You know, little things like that can really, are really going to have to take 
president this season. It's going to be more of a chess match. And I think it's actually going to make managers have to work yeah. a little bit, which is you know kind of nice since you know it's their job. Exactly. Um, they don't just have to be like, well, here's a righty. Good luck. Yeah. No, it's that's gotta, more skill. And it's this is really going to change how managers also set up lineups. This yeah. left the the old adage of you want to go lefty righty, um, that's kind of more prevalent now. You you kind of want to stagger that lineup so that whenever a reliever comes in, at some point he's going to be at a disadvantage. Yep. And you know whether teams take advantage of that or not, depending on who they're playing that night. Say you play. Uh, the Yankees and chat, you know, Chapman's their closer. So you, you load up a bunch of righties at the end of the lineup yeah. specifically for at the end of the game when you got to see him, you know, there's, there's ways that you can kind of strategize for it too, before the game even starts. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out and what managers choose to do and different strategies are going to show their hands along the way throughout the season. It's a and long season. Who knows if this actually sticks around if this is something that the league decides that we actually do enjoy i don't know i you know players and former players and coaches don't seem to like it immediately yeah because their main thing with this is they're trying to speed up the game with the pace of play and i mean okay that's fine but baseball's baseball yeah if you try to change it too much and you try to rush it you're not gonna have the same game it's gonna be a worse product on the field typically When you rush stuff, that's just kind of how life yeah. is in general. When you rush it, it doesn't come out as well. Yeah. Like so, you just got to keep it with like a consensus with the players. Yeah, keep it pushing. So I'm not sure if this is the best way to speed up the game, but it, it's, it's interesting. It's a way, and we we got it. So you got to try the new things. Exactly. And another new thing that we got: baseball, you're allowed 25 players all year. Well, now you're allowed 26 on your roster at all times up until September. Which, in September, you're allowed to bring up 40. Now, I've never liked this. But this year, instead of 40, you got 28 players for September. And then postseason goes back to 26. I'm a fan of this because the biggest games of the year, crunch time, playoff pushes, all that. You're going to bring up your whole entire farm to stack up your team. It makes no sense to me. Because you want the same strategy, same lineups to go in and be fighting. But you take away that and you add all these extra people trying to rest people for the playoffs. To me, it's kind of cheesed. I, I never liked the 40-man roster just because it it gives like... it It's very obviously a push for the MLB to have their younger guys play the last month of the year so that they can eventually be traded two months later. That yeah. was always like the thing that it was just like, wow, this is really obvious. Yeah. We're going to put Clint Frazier in left because he's not good enough to play on the Yankees, but mm-hmm. he's good enough somewhere. And hey, White Sox, look, exactly. just dangle <laughs> it in front of a team yeah. or something like that. I never really liked it. Not a fan of it. And it didn't really make sense. It was so good for competing teams, though. It was really, yeah, really advantageous. you get advantageous. to rest your big players. You get to rest people, or not just like rest them by putting them on the IL, but you know they're still on the ro- their lineup or the roster, and they might start a game, but you take them out in third, fourth, fifth inning after in a bat or two, and they're just chilling, having a good. Rest and I mean, of the even day. if you're not putting your young players up for auditions, pretty much to get traded, 
you're pretty much running like a late season spring training where you're yeah. just looking at your young players getting reps and against big league talent. And I mean, that's fine. But again, competition aspect of it, it's kind of weird that you're going to bring up all these extra players in the most important time of the year. And also for the league in a whole, ratings probably aren't that good because people know that they're going to watch subpar people on the field at times. So are they going to watch a whole game? Are they going to tune into every game? Not necessarily. So you get a whole MLB team for the whole entire season. You stretch that out for the whole year. And I think, I think I actually disagree with you on the the ratings part of it. I think the end of the season is going to get more ratings just naturally by being a more exciting part of the season. But also if you're a bad team, the bigger rosters gave you a reason to watch. Um, say you're a Tigers fan, and mm-hmm. at the end of the season, you kind of got to see whoever's in the Tigers' yeah. uh, farm system. There's not too many super talented guys there. But whoever they had, you got to see them and see if they potentially have a spot on this team for the future. And that's exciting when your team wins 47 games. Now, the people that are going to be watching for that reason are going to watch regardless whether the young people are coming up or not because they know about the players and all that. But for like just a regular fan to turn it on and say, oh, there's a baseball game, let me watch it. But knowing that these young kids are here, not top-level MLB talent, are they going to sit around for a whole game and watch that? Probably not. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm happy it's changed, though. 28, oh, I love it. 28 does sound like a really good number. 30 could have been fine, too. But I think twenty eight is fine. You you get a couple extra just to ease the way a little bit. Yeah, and it the real thing here is that it's not a big drop off from forty back to twenty five for the playoffs. That's yeah. the real big deal because you got to cut just almost half your team. Yeah, that was part of the team for a month of, of a only what six month season. So they were there for a little chunk of it. Yep. And then, sorry, you can't come to the playoffs. (laughs) It it, it feels a little rude. Um, Especially when guys are balling out at the end of the year and they don't make the cut because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just more impactful, or not impactful, but more uh, credentialed players ahead of them. And, you know, that's going to win usually. So the talent that you're going to see in the postseason compared to the last month is completely different. Completely (laughs) different. So, you know. Um, that's a cool change. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I, I like that one. Definitely a lot more than the pitching one, for sure. Yeah. And the last one to wrap up the new rules we got is the 10-day DL for pitchers. They're changing it now to 15 days. So what that's going to mean is you can't just put a pitcher on the DL for, like, a start just to call up another guy, give him a... Uh, start rest and then bring him back up and let him go about his day now you actually gotta if he's hurt he's hurt and he's gonna miss about two starts maybe three depending how they finagle all like the logistics with the dates but i'm a fan of this because you really have to make a tough choice if you're gonna put him down i think it's like really beneficial that they're changing the the IL kind of longer now, because mm-hmm. uh, if somebody's hurt enough to get onto the IL, uh, ten days really isn't going to do too much. Yeah, 
it kind of rushes a rehab that you definitely saw has impacted players in the last couple of years. You're definitely seeing players get injured and then re-injured. Yep, because they're trying to rush it. Because they're trying to rush and get back onto the field, but also because they're given this shorter amount of time. So you think, I only have to sit out 10 days. Mm -hmm. So if I, you know, 11, let's get back out there. Yeah. As opposed to 15, it's only a few days more, but it is like a 50% increase. And I, you know, the more days that you can get your stars healthy and... Because baseball players are guys who want to get out there. Yeah, um, anybody is. Anybody yeah. who's a competitor is going to want to get back on the field. Exactly. And uh, I don't know why, but it feels like baseball especially, they want to do that. And then they go out and they just aggravate either an old in- injury or, or reestablish this injury. Mm-hmm. And you, you see it every year with yep. somebody. I mean, Aaron Hicks this last season. Yeah, we've seen it way too much with the Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, uh, pitchers are the real targets here yeah um and you you know you just don't want to see people get hurt no and this isn't preventing injury but re-injury and i think that's the bigger concern here definitely so that's it for the rule changes but those are some big rule changes yeah it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out it's a lot of new strategy to go into it a lot of big choices with the IL stints and all that. So, it's going to be fun to see. Another thing that's going to be fun to see are these new players and some new uniforms, new mm. colors, new faces, new states, everything. So, start it off with one. Which one catches your eye? So, the one to me that I am the most excited for, mm-hmm. free agent signing, big, like, just huge deal money-wise, Anthony Rendon, yeah, World Series winner, could have easily been World Series MVP, one of the two, three best third basemen in the league, pretty yeah. undoubtedly, and he has been for a long time. If uh, probably would be the best if one Nolan Arenado didn't exist. <laughs> and I mean, Rendon has been a stud. And Rendon's dope. As like as him. much as I like Rendon, which you know I do, uh, this is less about him, but it's more about the Angels finally deciding that they're going to spend some money and put somebody else that's worth any sort of value around the best player of all time. Yeah, giving Trout some help is going to be really, really good to maybe finally get him into the postseason. Like your best player hasn't been there. That's all we're asking. We're not asking for Trout to get a World Series rank. It would be cool to see, but... That's not even what we're asking here. No. I just want to see Trout on a team that's competent. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to Justin Upton, but he shouldn't be the second best player on a team at this point in his career. Now, realistically, Otani's probably the second best on the team, but he just can't stay healthy. Exactly. So that's the issue right there. And a healthy Otani on that team, along with Trout and Rendon? It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of it's fun. It's definitely going to be a good time. And they had Jock Peterson for a... A half a second. I I would have liked them to to have him. I think he would have added a lot of yeah. needed power to that lineup. So like that kind of sucks that they didn't wind up getting him. But Rendon is a huge huge pickup for any team, but this team especially now that you have a top three third baseman and yeah. the goat. You know, I'm excited for it. Absolutely. Now, speaking for both of us, I'm excited for Cole Garrett Cole on the Yankees. Adding to a rotation that's been good, can't stay completely healthy, lacking top-heavy talent, and bottom 
of the rotation, again, can't stay healthy, so we, it's hard to fill it. But having that anchor up top, finally, and going out and getting arguably one of the top three pitchers in baseball. Yeah. Adding that to a team that's already stacked, potential World Series uh, contenders. It's going to be fun to see that one. That's going to be yeah, really, really interesting. I think I think Garrett Cole adds the the one true thing the Yankees needed, mm-hmm. and that's a guy that you can trust to give the ball to, and he's going to put you in a good position to win exactly. a game. And they have guys almost there, but things happen. Exactly. They can't stay on the field. That's the biggest they thing. They can't mentally stay in a game, or mm-hmm. they haven't been there yet. You know, James Paxton was never in the playoffs until last season. Yeah. So... Severino has been injured, and he was in the playoffs before, and he got rocked. Yeah. And then, you know, he he's had his ups and downs in the playoffs too. And he's just a guy to anchor that rotation and make them really, really scary now. Yeah. Uh, the other two big pitcher acquisitions that I really, really like are Zach Wheeler to the Phillies. Mm-hmm. And Zach Wheeler is going to the Phillies also with – Didi Gregorius, who really rounds out their infield yeah. and makes them way better defensively than they've been. I mean, they've been pretty p- piss poor defensively, <laughs> to put it nicely. So he helps them out a lot defensively, has a little bit of a bat, is just a charismatic guy. Zach Wheeler, kind of the same thing. He's yeah. a he's a dominant pitcher, really. He's, he's an underlooked guy with ace-type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he throws the ball really hard, has a really strong rotating curveball and i think he's another guy that could easily be at the top of a rotation and anchor it if given the opportunity and now he has that opportunity yeah both of those pieces adds a lot to the that phillies team because they got talent on the team Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of all of it meshing together and can they be a playoff team with that i think i think this year is the year that yeah i I could agree with that they and maybe Bryce Harper leads the team how he should. Well, maybe Aaron Noah has a better year than yeah. like he was supposed to. Rio yeah. Muto continues to become the the stud that he is kind of developing into. So the talent's there. Yeah. Just putting it all together, getting it done. And we'll see what happens with that. And the other big pitcher I had was Corey Kluber. Uh, I don't Rangers. know why, but it feels like we disrespect Corey Kluber all the time. Yeah, like he isn't one of the best pitchers this like generation has seen. Yeah, Kluber's great. I mean, he's a perennial Cy Young candidate. He's been to a World Series. Yeah. Um, he's not in his prime either, but he's still better than you. Like that's the, I think that's the important thing here. He's been really good for a while. He was he got hurt last year. He's had a little bit of trouble staying on the field the last season and a half. And that's really it. That that's the only knock on him. He hasn't been hittable otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, he, he joins a team in the Rangers who I don't know how much they're going to compete. I know they were semi-near a wild card spot last season. Yeah, the the Rangers are going to be an interesting one. I don't I don't know too much about, like, what they could really do. Or what they're really trying to get Yeah, because, like, they got the new stadium, so they're trying to build something quick. And it's definitely a piece to add to do that top of the rotation guy. It it'll be interesting to see with that. Definitely. Definitely yeah. interesting is the right word for sure. Um a team that 
it's probably underlooked right now, but they got a lot of really young talent. They made two big pickups, Dallas Keuchel and Yasmani Grandal to the Chicago White Sox. I like this. The White Sox are sneaking up on the league. And they spent and a lot of money to do it. They spent a lot of money. They, they gave Grandal quite a bit of money, but he's probably the best or second best hitting catcher in the league. Yeah. Um, I really do like Grandal. I think he was the reason Milwaukee was so good for as long as they were, obviously, apart from yeah. Yelich. But, so the, it, which is odd that they they yeah. didn't re-sign anybody. I don't, yeah, know, I don't, I don't know what's I don't going know. on there. But with the Indians starting to fall off now, the White Sox finished in third place in the Central. So, what the young talent, you add these, the White Sox could be fighting with the Twins for the top of the Central. Now, obviously, the Twins are still ahead of them. They still got work to do, but I like where they're going. Yeah, and usually, I would think the Twins make the playoffs, and then they kind of get a dip year, Mm -hmm. and I think this is the first time I've ever seen the Twins go and try and get better, as opposed to just losing all their players. They really did go out, and they got one of the better available guys, Josh Donaldson, uh, former MVP. I mean, he's a little long in the tooth at this point. Yeah. But he's still very good, and he showed he still has value last season with the Braves. Mm-hmm. And taking a, another power hitter, which, you know, adding another power hitter to that already dominant yeah, home he, run. He lit that mashing. Braves team up. Yeah. He helped them a lot. So I, I really like this. Um, I don't know how much it helps. But I really do like that they they're going out. They went out and like tried to, mm-hmm. to help that, you know, help the lineup get a little bit better, and just maybe try and uh, keep a central title in in their future. We'll see. It's going to be uh, cool to see what they do. and they won a hundred games. Yeah. Exactly. So you you add that to the team, and <laughs> you're going to get a lot out of that. Uh, speaking of the Braves, they got Marcelo Zuna. And Cole Hamels. And Cole Hamels. What a very good young core right now. Albies and, um, Acuna, they're disgusting, man. And then Freddie Freeman along with that, they got, they're trying to build a squad. It's a really nice core. They still don't have pitching. Yeah, Cole Hamels is not the, the, not answer, the answer they needed. Mm, he's going to, he's going to be like a middle rotation kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but Ozuna's really nice for them. Yeah. Because he kind of fills that void that you lose with Donaldson. Yep. Uh, you know, he's a power hitter. Um, uh, but he's, he's definitely a lot quicker, uh, outfielder. So it's a, a more of a need for them. They definitely need another outfielder. Absolutely. But if they can figure out a way to like round out their rotation, uh, and not even, they don't even need some studs on their rotation. They just need some guys that can get them innings and then get like that one dominant, reliever if they can do those two things i think i have the cub or not the cubs the braves uh the braves to be my favorite actually out of the nl if they can get either of those things not both but either of them yeah um one quick piece that i think bolsters a bullpen that has been shaky but now they're looking pretty good is Dylan patances to the mets that their bullpen with Edwin Diaz, Familia, the they could be dangerous. And I mean, the Mets try to do that every year. 
They try to make moves, try to make a run for it. They end up running into a giant brick wall <laughs> for whatever reason. It may be it varies year to year, but I think that's a big pickup for them to finally do something with that bullpen to give them some help because they got one of the best rotations in the game. Yeah, even without Wheeler, I mean, they still have some some dogs over there. Yeah, you got Syndergaard, you got DeGrom, you got Mats, so. Yeah, um, I, I like the Mats. I think they could be good. I, their injury stuff really just no. scares me because they just have so many different important guys get hurt every season. And at some point, you got to look at the uh, organization for it being their fault. Whether it be trainers or the way they deal with, the, I don't know what's going on there. But I mean, there's people getting hurt all the time. And at some point, you got to stop looking at the talent and just think like, you know, their Mets are gonna get hurt again. <laughs> yeah, and like we said, we we saw it firsthand with the Yankees. And what we do, fire their strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, fire their trainers. I was yelling about that all season, so and we all were. <laughs> I'm happy that happened. Definitely, you got to make changes where changes are needed. Yeah. Definitely, and um, I'm excited, speaking of, on that changes note, I'm excited to see how these teams that are pretty decently talented, you know, the Astros with Dusty, mm-hmm. uh, the Red Sox, which I actually don't even know who they hired. I uh, think they upgraded their bench coach, okay. if I'm not mistaken, but don't quote me on that. Okay, the Red Sox new manager, and then the Mets new manager. You know, because all I mean, Beltron, Luis Rojas, Beltron survived uh, <laughs> a, a nice little two week vacation. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see how those managers kind of deal with the situations they're being put in because they're they're all being put in some tough spots uh, where the league isn't particularly happy with the team mm-hmm. or, or with their teams, and you know, other teams might not be too happy to see them come into come into town and how that. Is gonna react now. Obviously, out of the three, Dusty with the Astros is probably gonna be the toughest, just because of everything surrounding them right now. And the Red Sox haven't really had the hammer get dropped on them yet. Yeah. And the Mets, all it was was just Beltran's in and out, nothing really there. Yeah. But, it just sucks for them because they thought they had their guy. Yeah, and I was I was excited to see that. Yeah. But I mean, what can you do? But, it sucks that Beltron's probably not going to get a job anywhere now Yeah, because of this. Which is, it's unfortunate, but yeah. you know when you're involved with maybe the biggest cheating scandal in sports ever. <laughs> not um, just baseball, in sports. That's just, just kind of how it goes. Yeah. So Don't cheat. Dusty Baker on Houston is definitely going to be interesting to me because you know, trash cans or not, they have a lot of talent there. Yeah. Uh, Altuve, well, Altuve and Springer and Bregman... Uh, those those guys are really really yeah. talented, and you know they're they're not going to be hitting three sixty this season, <laughs> but you know they'll they'll still be very impactful. And Dusty Baker is a very good manager. Just because you couldn't get it done in in DC does not mean you're not a good coach. Yeah. It just means you were in DC uh, without Strasburg going nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really all. That's all it is. And you had Bryce Harper there holding. Shout back, out to apparently. the Nets for finally getting it together in probably the most surprising fashion and year that we could have seen. Yeah, just I mean, clearly dead in the water early on in the season, turning around. Yeah, I mean, first year head coach almost got fired, and uh, turned it around to one World Series. Absolutely. So, congratulations to them. 
their title defense starts now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, they'll be a fun little team to watch this season. I don't, I don't think they're gonna be repeating, but I think they they're probably one of the favorites. Yeah, I mean, you got to go with that, and they added some pieces to that. Yeah. So it's not like you just get that same team back. You you do get the same team back, but with some extra firepower. Exactly. So. To an already dangerous team that's hungry and wants it and wants to prove themselves, it's going to be really fun to see what the Ash, I mean, the Nationals bring to the table. Now, one last team acquisition that I can't believe we almost forgot, but this is probably the biggest late one. Mookie Betts. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> probably the best player to move. Yeah. Um. Mookie that, Betts, that one slid under the radar. Yeah, right. Mookie Betts is the second best player in baseball. Yeah, and he got traded for nothing. Yeah, to <laughs> to um, a rivaling dynasty type of team too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the Red Sox and Dodgers have a a love love buddy buddy relationship. No. Uh, the Red Sox may or may not have cheated against them in the World Series, yeah. and I guess this is them paying them back. Um, yeah. I'm not really I'm not really sure. <laughs> But the Red, Sox, the Red Sox took a, a bag of chips. and uh, That might be too much. And Alex Verdugo. So shout out to you, Alex. You are equal to Mookie Betts. I, that's honestly the biggest compliment in the world. That if I were Alex Verdugo, I'd be like, man, they traded me for Mookie <laughs> yeah. Betts. Like, that's got to be such a compliment. Ugh, um, it's, it's tough. It won't look good in books. But no, not at all. It'll, uh, it'll feel good in the heart. Yeah. Definitely. Um I think the Dodgers are the favorites to win the World Series right now. I, I don't think there's like much to be argued about it either. They have two of the top three players in baseball. Yeah. Mookie and, and Bellinger. And like the and the thing with the top three players in baseball, it's the top three, there's a there's a gap, and then it's four and below. Because I really do think Bellinger and Betts and Trout are just far and away better than everybody else in the league. Um you know, war and all these new advanced analytics kind of yeah. back that up. But even just like the eye test, I mean, Bellinger is just the, an, an animal. It's just an absolute animal. You can do it all. Uh, Mookie Betts was like in the conversation for MVP last season, and the Red Sox won like 70-something games. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's no, still, they're, they're he's still a, a dog. They're great talent in L.A. And that outfield is scary because they did keep Peterson, like I mentioned earlier. They're already a dangerous team. Yeah, the the Dodgers scare me. They, yeah. they definitely do. Uh, they got to be the favorites, but I don't. I also don't think that they'll actually win it because you know because they're the Dodgers, Dodgers going to dodge. They're the lovable losers. Yeah, they'll, they'll <laughs> dodge another championship, get cheated again. Except this time, not. <laughs> hopefully, no. hopefully the clean way. Yeah, that that's the sad part about it. Like back to back years, could have won it either way. And they kind of just... feel like the Saints of the MLB a little bit. Yeah. Where, I mean, the Saints you only got, like, that. cheated <laughs> once, I guess. But just, like, unfortunate ways to go out. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> I mean, even their loss to the Nationals, they were they were winning game five in, like, the ninth inning. And <laughs> they let up a home run to Howie Kendrick. <laughs> and it kind of just, like, flips a switch and... And the slander on uh, Kershaw just, continues, just keeps on growing. <laughs> I kind of, I, I, I'm here for that. I love Clayton Kershaw, but playoff time, get him out of here. That he's just the worst playoff pitcher in just MLB in history. history, just in history. <laughs> and it's not close. <laughs> yeah, but 
you know, spring training's here. Um, I'll be going to spring training games this week. I'll Brooklyn, be there very soon. Brooklyn will be following suit. Um, I'm excited to see Legends Field, Steinbrenner Field. I haven't been there in a long, long time. And it's if, so beautiful. And if I've I get been a, there the last two yeah, years, it's so beautiful. And if I get a chance to go to any other ones, I I will definitely be doing that. Because mm-hmm. spring training, there's something cool about it. The stadiums are outside. It, it feels like baseball, especially here in, in Tampa. We yeah, have the having trop. to go to the trop, you don't really get that baseball feel. Yeah, and you you do get that at a lot of these spring mm-hmm. training. Uh, fields. I want to go to the Phillies stadium. I know that one's beautiful. I drive by the Phillies all the time, and it's and it's, it's dope. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I've played at a bunch of the other ones, but you know what? That is what it is. But excited for spring training because that means the real season is coming soon, and just less than a month away. And I am excited to see all these new players and the new uniforms. Yeah. Hopefully, most of them work out. I mean, you know, some won't. That's just think, the nature, uh, that's the nature of the business. I think a decent amount of them should produce in one way or another. Maybe not change the dynamic of a team and put them over the top, but should add. Yeah, and you know, there's always a surprise team every year. And, yeah, uh, I'm. It's not going to be the A's. They're not going to surprise me. I know they're going to be good. <laughs> We're not going to pretend like the A's aren't going to be good. You got a sleeper pick? A quick one? Uh, a quick sleeper pick? I'm going to go with. Um, the Phillies. That's, Phillies. that's my sleeper. Um, I don't even know if that's considered a sleeper. You know what? I'm going to change that. My real sleeper is the Reds. Reds. I really like the Reds. I think they have a young core that's like very underlooked. Okay. I think they have a solid rotation, one through five. Okay. Nobody's going to dominate you, but all five are going to give give you six, six innings. Mm-hmm. And I think they should be the favorites in that central. And I think... Being a favorite to win a division is a nice little thing to go into the season with. I can see that. Um, I'm going to go with a interesting one. I'm going to go with the Padres. Padres. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. They're taking a big nap. They hibernating. Okay. Tatis but Jr. going to ball out this year, huh? Tatis going to ball. They still got Manny Machado. They still got Manny Machado. They I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm sleeping. He's still weather... He's at the very top or not, he's still one of the best players in the game. They paid that man a lot of money. For they paid seven, him a lot of money. wins. Hey, it happens. It's but crazy. they got some decent young talent around there. Pitching obviously needs some work, but they do got some that show signs of being some good MLB talent. And I think they could, they wouldn't really make a run at the top of the West because obviously you got the Dodgers, but wild card is always open. So, could happen. Yeah. So that that's my hibernation pick. Yeah, that's. that's <laughs> I'm reaching that deep on reach, it. and that boy extendo, yeah. Mister Fantastic Arms over here. <laughs> but yeah, so that's all we got for you guys yep. on this spring training edition episode. Uh, we're we're very excited for baseball to be yeah. back, and you know we're gonna talk about it a lot in the in the coming weeks. Probably more so when the season gets close. Yeah. But this is just a nice little, little teaser. Nice little stretch get them out. Ready. Do a poll, get your legs loose kind of deal. Nope. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Later, everybody.